Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Jess with Jess Unfiltered. Welcome back to my eighth podcast today. So last night in my podcast talking about MLMs and Instagram posts, I spoke a little bit about your odds of winning the lottery versus joining an MLM. So I actually went up and looked some um, scratchers up. I looked up the rates at which people win. Um, And most scratch-offs have about a one in three chance of winning, at least for some of your higher dollar scratchers, like $10 and $20 scratch offs. Um, You usually have about a one in three chance of winning your $10 back or winning more. So when you factor out winning the exact amount you put in back, and you're talking about, you know, quote, profiting off of a lottery ticket, so making more money than what you actually put into it, um, you have about an 18% chance of making more money on your lottery ticket than what you paid for it. Um, This is obviously going to vary a little bit between different lottery tickets, but the lottery ticket that I think I was looking at was a $10 ticket. Um, So yeah, an 18% chance of making more money than what you paid on that $10 lottery ticket. So if we contrast that with an MLM, which has a less than 1% chance of being profitable like that's just genuinely sad and I want to clarify when I say lottery ticket I I'm talking about scratch offs I'm not talking about like you're you know choosing the numbers and playing the mega millions or the powerball or something I'm not speaking about that type of lottery I'm speaking about specifically scratch offs um for this instance but yeah you you literally have an 18 your odds of winning money from a $10 scratcher, at least the one that I was looking at and the ones that I looked up, you have your, your chances of profiting off of that are 18 times higher than profiting off of an MLM. You have 18 times greater chance to profit off of a scratch off than an MLM. I mean, that's just, that's insane. That, I mean, that, that is ridiculous, right? And What's really interesting too is a lot of these figures, which I've spoke about this in previous podcasts, but a lot of the figures on, you know, earnings.arbon.com or these different MLM um, income disclosure statements, uh, what's interesting about that is they're they're just talking about the income that Arbon or ItWorks, et cetera, has paid to the consultant. And um, it's not talking about the costs that the consultant has incurred um, on their own. So, for example, uh, let's say a consultant decides to, quote, invest in their business and buy $200 worth of Arbon products. That earning statement does not take that into consideration. Let's say that the consultant needs to go and buy a new iPhone to run their mobile business or they need to up their um, their data plan on their phone. You know, these are all new costs that the consultant now has to pay for that is not reflected in that income disclosure statement. Um there, there are sunk costs involved with being a distributor. You know, that's that's money that you're not going to get back. And that's what happens when a lot of these consultants go and, quote, invest in their business by buying the business's products, right? Because they're the primary target market. They're the ones that the, the you know, head honchos at the top of these MLMs who are usually white men, um, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, get out there, girl, go, go empower other women, go do this, go do that. And and they're the primary customers. They're the ones who are buying all the stuff. You know, there are a lot of independent distributors who um, are told, oh, yes, you have to buy the products that you sell. Otherwise, you know, people aren't going to take you seriously if you don't even use your own products. And so they kind of get um, almost tricked into using their own products, um, which don't get me wrong. I mean, 
personally, I think that if you're selling something, you should be familiar with the product that you're selling. Um, but a lot of these companies like Arbon, especially, um, will release new flavors or new um, variations of a product because it keeps the distributors coming back to continue to buy more so that they can then sell those those new flavors and whatnot to their downline if they have a downline. Um, so yeah, that that's the reason why this FTC... Um, statistics says that 99% of people in MLMs either don't make money or lose money because these earnings statements on these websites are not taking into consideration sunk costs. They're not taking into consideration, you know, costs that people are paying because they have an MLM, you know, like if you need to up your data plan to, you know, support the data that you're using, you know, let's say you're working from the beach, which is what all these MLM girls advertise, right? And if if you need to up your data plan for that, you know, that's more expense that's coming out of your pocket. So these earning statements don't take that stuff into consideration. But when we look at the hard facts, which is that you're more likely to profit off of a $10 scratch off than you are at an MLM, it's just, it's funny because it it just really puts things into perspective, right? Like, let's take the MLM phrases, okay? They say like, oh, if you're not making money, you're not working hard enough. Oh, you have unlimited income potential. Oh, insert excuse here for not wanting to leave, right? And so let's let's change that and apply it to a lottery ticket where you are 18 times more likely to actually make more than what you put into it. Um, so with a lottery ticket, we 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 can say things like, yeah, so you have unlimited earning potential here. Unlimited earning potential. Like, yeah, no kidding. It's a lottery ticket, right? I can just keep buying them. And if every lottery ticket gets me a chance at a million dollars, like, of course, unlimited income potential, right? Like, that, that, that's how ridiculous these MLM girls sound is it's like, well, of course there's unlimited income potential. Like, you're continuing to throw more money into something hoping that you're going to get some of it back, but your odds of getting it back are you know or turning a profit or like slim to none so then let's apply more phrases to to lottery tickets or to scratch offs um so we say things like oh well you're just not trying hard enough the reason why you haven't won from any scratchers yet is because you haven't tried hard enough you have to buy more you have to try more you have to do more okay now keep this in mind that you are 18 times more likely to make more money back from a scratcher than you are from joining an MLM. So like, doesn't that sound ridiculous when you apply it to a scratch-off ticket, like a lottery ticket? It sounds absurd. You're like, what horrible manipulative person would say this stuff to somebody? You know, that can lead to like gambling addictions and things like that. But it's it's like, if you were to ever tell somebody, oh yes, go invest in yourself, buy lottery tickets. You just have to buy more. You have to try harder. Like, what? Your your odds of getting your money back with a lottery ticket are not very good. And they're even worse with an MLM. And so, you know, a lot of these girls are like, it's just, it's it's cult mentality. They're like, oh, well, we can't let them think negative thoughts, positive thoughts only. Because the problem is if you start having negative thoughts, then you're going to talk yourself out of doing it, right? Because if you, if you look at the situation from a realistic perspective, or if you put lottery tickets or scratch offs in place of an MLM when you're, you know, talking about it, like 
when you logically think through this, like, oh, 99% of people don't make or lose money. This sounds like a bad idea. Um, when you have those, those thoughts, the MLM girls deem that as negative and they're like, no, we can't have that negative energy here. You need to cut people out of your life that don't support you. There are a lot of really famous authors. I'm not going to say their names, but, um, authors, speakers, people in the MLM community who often go to these, uh, you know, conferences and speak in front of large groups of women, they'll say things like this. They'll literally tell girls and, and mostly girls, you know, it's mostly female. They'll tell them to cut people out of their lives who don't support them in the MLM because they're toxic and they're negative and we don't need that. We're above that. We need positivity. That That's what toxic positivity is, is not letting f- letting people feel emotions and, and have rational thoughts that need to be thunk right? (laughs) Past tense of thought. Um, But no, people need to have those thoughts. You know, you need to think about something before you just jump all in on it. And you need to decide if it's a rational decision. And joining an MLM is not a rational decision, which is why a lot of times they're like, hurry, I only have this deal available for a couple more hours. Hurry, you know, I need you to do this right now. Oh, you need to cut people out of your life who don't support you, who don't agree with you. Because if you cut those people out of your life, they're never going to help you think rationally, right? Because they're never going to help you come out of the MLM and you're just going to be stuck in it because the only people who you're going to know and who you're going to be friends with are people who are also in the MLM industry who think the same way. And, and you know, you essentially isolate yourself and, and become brainwashed and more easily manipulated by this. It just... It's so frustrating day in and day out to see girls that I know that I have in my family or that I went to high school with or whatever it is get involved with these MLMs. They're just, they're so incredibly predatory. And I think that, um, you know, having this conversation about how you're more likely to win money from a scratch off, I think it just puts into perspective how ridiculous all of the MLM phrases sound because you know, when you're you're giving people these positivity speeches and you're like, you have unlimited income potential, okay? You just have to work really hard and you have to constantly be doing it and you have to constantly just like send out good vibes and just keep working and you'll do great. Like you can literally earn whatever you want. I know a girl who like won or who got like, you know, $200,000 last year and she could like pay for her house and her college education. You know, we hear these stories about people winning money from lottery tickets, right? But it's very, very far and few between that that happens. And that's the same way with an MLM. You hear these stories of of women who, you know, or people who've won the lottery, who have these really nice lives now. You know, there's even a HGTV show about spending your lottery winnings on a new house. And you see that and you're like, wow, I should do that. But I think the difference is for the average person when you play the lottery or you buy a scratch off or whatever it is, you know, you're you're usually only spending, I don't know, I would say on average, I probably spend 10 bucks to 20 bucks per year gambling on lottery tickets. And that's it. You know, I might buy one a month, maybe. I might buy, you know, three $1 tickets every 10 times I go to the gas station. Like it's really not a lot. I don't spend more than 20 bucks a year. And I spend that $20 knowing that I probably will not get that money back. Right. But it's kind of fun to to play and to hope. And I think that that, you know, it's healthy and it's okay to do that as long as you're doing it within a limit. But, you know, the problem with these MLMs is you're giving all of your time and you're giving a lot of money and a lot of resources and your your own energy 
towards these MLMs with the expectation, the expectation that you're going to get something back. And I think that is where it is so incredibly toxic because if there's a less than 1% chance of you actually turning a profit and getting something back, getting what you expect back, you're just giving people false hope. You know, you're selling them this idea knowing darn well 99 point something percent of them are never going to see a dime back from it. And it's it's frustrating because it's like, I know a lot of these girls who join these MLMs are not terrible people. I don't think that girls who join MLMs are inherently bad people. I don't think that they're purposely being malicious. I don't think that they really even know what they've gotten themselves into, honestly. I think a lot of them do it because they're sold this idea and then they go and and fake it till they make it and sell the idea to other girls. And then those girls sell the idea to more girls. And and so in the off chance and the very rare chance that you do make it to the top of one of these MLMs, at that point, you know, it's almost too late to quit. Because even if you see that your downline is struggling, and even if you see firsthand, which a lot of um, anti-MLM people that I've seen on on YouTube and whatnot, you know, people who have been in like the top, I don't know, one or two percent, they'll talk about how they saw that most women weren't successful and they knew that most women were struggling and that they weren't making money, but they had to continue to recruit those women. Otherwise, they you know, would would be responsible for their leases for their car, you know, like Arbon, for example, makes you sign a lease for a car in your name, you know, assuming that you want the car. I don't think they force you to get the car, but uh, you have to put the lease in your name. And the only way to get that extra bonus is to do the lease for the car. So anyway, you kind of are like trapped in an MLM at that point, because now you're on the hook for a lease for a Mercedes. And if your downline isn't selling like they're supposed to be selling, then guess what? Um, you're going to have to find a way to pay for that leased car. But, you know, a big problem is if, if your MLM is your only job and you stop making money from your MLM because you realize, you know, there are a lot of moral issues with it, then you run into the problem of not having a job and then not being able to pay for the Mercedes. So um, it, it just they're so predatory because they trap people at the top, right? They they tell you to cut off people from your life who don't support you. So then you lose any outside opinions and you, you kind of get wrapped up in the cult. And then once you make it to the very top, um, the only people who you're really friends with at that point or who you're close with are other people in the MLM, other people in the cult. And so when you leave, you have nobody in the outside world to help you. It's it's scary. And so you don't want to leave. So like I said, I don't think that the women who are in these MLMs, whether they're at the bottom of the top, the bottom or the top, I don't think that they're inherently bad people or that they purposely are, you know, malicious or harmful or, or trying to mislead others. But I think that it's a natural result of joining an MLM to be misleading and to get manipulated and to be a manipulator. Um, Manipulator. I said manipulator. (laughs) Um, But my point is, is like you get sucked into this cult and even if you want to leave, there's not an easy way out. And so I just think that, you know, it's just these MLMs are so harmful to, to women, especially and to society. And, um, I just hope that these podcasts, you know, will continue to get better. I I feel like um, I just have so much to say, but I 
don't know how to say it. <laughs> um, but I, I want somebody to listen to this this podcast, you know, talking me talking about anti-MLM stuff. And if I can just deter even one person from joining an MLM, honestly, then it will have been worth it, right? Um, or, or if I can share information with somebody and get them to tell someone to not join an MLM and yeah, it just, it's hard. Um, so I think that really wraps it up for today's episode. Again, we mainly just talked about, um, lottery tickets or scratch offs in relation to, uh, making money in an MLM and how you're more likely to win more money from a scratcher. I think I have reiterated that about a hundred times now. Um, but yeah, I would suggest maybe using that analogy when talking to someone in an MLM, if they say things to you like, oh, you have unlimited income potential, you know, just tell them, be like, hey girl, like you do with playing the lottery and you actually have a higher chance of winning from a $10 scratch off than you do from an MLM. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll get through their minds that unlimited income potential isn't always what it's cracked up cracked up to be so i'm going to wrap up today's podcast i really want to talk about toxic positivity in my next podcast i feel like i've been saying that i want to talk about it now for a couple podcasts and i haven't um i briefly touched on it today but um definitely stay tuned i hope to push out some more soon um i actually went on anti-mlm the reddit page earlier today and took some screenshots of some really funny posts so maybe i'll read those next time just as a little treat so thanks so much guys for tuning in to just unfiltered